Oh, yeah. And welcome to episode nine of Cheap Seats, the number one sports podcast from the WDBC Lake Orion Broadcasting Program. I'm your host, Derek. Um, I got five people, four people here with me today. Apparently, I cannot count to the number four. Had uh, had too much eggnog with the new year. Um, let's go around and introduce everyone that's with us today. What's up, Derek? How are we doing today? I'm Blake. Okay, What's up? So I'm Ryan Linda. That's Ryan. Yeah, Dawson Wolf. How are you doing, Big D? Doing good. What's up, Derek? My name's Claire Llewellyn. Okay. And by the way, I just want to put this out here. I, I know all these people. I didn't go onto the street, find four random people to do a podcast with me, because that'd be creepy. And um, last time I checked, that would be illegal, which... We do not do illegal things here. But what we do do here is we talk sports and all sports. If it's college, high school, or professional sports, I got some really good stuff to talk about today. I want to start with some NFL playoffs. Um, one game that came to mind to me, it's a rematch of Week 17, the Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers playing in Pittsburgh. Obviously, Big Ben did not play last week. Um, what, are your th- what are some of your thoughts on that game? Pittsburgh by... Uh... Pittsburgh by double digits. They they had the game with no defensive line because they're sitting them all, with no starting quarterback, Mason Rudolph with a crooked head, and, and they had chances to win that game. There's there's no way they lose. There, there's no way they lose. And, and if someone has a problem with that, I want to hear it. I do have a problem with that because, you well, know, here we go I'm, again. I'm on the other side of the football. And personally, if you think about it, yeah, the the whole Steelers squad was the same as it would be this coming week besides one person. One person besides the quarterback who controls literally everything that happens in the game and the whole defensive line, including the best defensive player in the NFL in TJ Watt. Continue. Well, let's just say this. Uh, it's going to be in Pittsburgh, yeah, but – Let's just make this real. Pittsburgh's been on a downward slide these last couple weeks. And, you know, they've been losing. You know, they were 11-0. Oh, we're the best team in the league. Oh, nope. That turned real quick. And I personally think the Browns will give them a run for their money, but it's going to come up short. And playing in Cleveland, playoff football, it's not hard to be the visiting team. In at Heinz Field to win a playoff game, but without fans, that might be a lot different. Yeah, I mean, I oh, go ahead, Derek. Something that uh, looked interesting to me is the Browns lost by a combined of, I believe, like 27 points in the three losses to Buffalo, to Washington, to Cincinnati. Three of those teams, two of those teams are in the playoffs, even though I still. Don't think we should count the NFC East champ as being in the playoffs. But two of those teams are in the playoffs. Then we got the Cincinnati Bengals, who have a top 10 pick. They picked Joe Burrow at number one. Joe Burrow didn't play. We had that Juju Smith-Schuster drama, which that's over. So, for me, I got to go with Pittsburgh. I think Big Ben, this is the best Big Ben we've seen in years. But, on the other hand, Baker Mayfield, he struggled against the Jets. He didn't have his best game against the Steelers. I really uh, not see so, not so fast, Mr. Steelers. I really see Pittsburgh. Not not so fast. Against the Jets, the Browns had 
they're all their main wide receivers out due to COVID protocols. So this week, I believe I was looking the other day, it Steelers might come on top because Browns head coach Stefanski is going to be out due to COVID protocols, so he will not be calling the plays. It's going to be the special teams coordinator of the Browns calling the plays. So that's kind of an advantage for the Steelers, so I agree with you on that. But it'll be interesting to see if uh, we're going to be running some more fake punts today, this weekend. Um, I agree with Blake that the Steelers are going to win because it seems like they just have overall a better team. Yeah, their offense, the, the better offense is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the better defense is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't understand how you could see a way where the Cleveland Browns win unless big player goes out, some dude gets COVID and wrecks the whole team. Like, I, I just don't see Cleveland winning. When you think of two of the greatest teams in the NFL, this are two of the greatest defenses in the NFL. Which two th- teams that you th- do you think of? For me, three teams would be Miami Dolphins, Indianapolis Colts, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you could say Pittsburgh didn't have Bud Dupree, TJ Watt last week, but I really feel like TJ Watt's going to be a difference maker. Miles Garrett for the Cleveland's defense is crazy good. We saw he um, knows how to use a helmet as a weapon last year, but I really think that Pittsburgh is going to come out on top of this one. All right. Moving on from the AFC to the NFC, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Washington football team. Thoughts on this game? Tampa, easy. I I don't see Washington, who really only made it in because they have to pick one team out of that division to, <laughs> to be in the playoffs. They're like, I guess we'll take Washington. They're going to get slammed. I really don't see a chance unless Alex Smith grows a third leg and <laughs> carries that team like no, no, nobody's business. Yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. Personally, I'm going to – I'm going to take a page out of Dawson's book. Not not so fast, Ryan. Not so fast. Yeah. Washington, well, Kendall Fuller, well, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. They got Chase Young. They got one of the best defensive lines in the quarter, in the NFL. They beat Pittsburgh. They beat some really good teams this year. They hung in there with Detroit. Alex Smith, I feel like, hands down, is going to be comeback player of the year. He's played Decent this year. He's a serviceable quarterback. They got Antonio Gibson. They got Terry McLaurin. I think this game's going to be relatively close. you got to think about where this game's going to be. It's in Washington because Washington's the division champs. I think that's what's going to help them the most. I see, I see Washington pulling up the upset. Mm, not so fast, Mr. Steele. Not so fast. You try to pull my card, it doesn't work, man. This is Washington we're talking about. The team, man. Division sucks. There's no one that's good in that division. They haven't played anybody good besides, oh, they beat the Steelers. Yeah, whatever. Steelers are burned out. They got too much, you know, props going to them so far, and then they knock them off. Oh, big deal. Well, we're in playoff time. Washington is just like Cleveland. They're not really used to this playoff football kind of deal. They're going to be starstruck. They're going to drop this one. I mean, they're playing Brady and – the Buccaneers. I don't see this one being close. I I I'm in I'm in the middle. I think it can be a close game. 
the the defense on Washington has looked outstanding lately. And the way they played against Pittsburgh, I think if they bring some of that energy, they can keep it within a one-score game in the final minutes of the game. But I, I don't see Tom Clutch Brady losing this game. I, I don't think he's going to go out. Each team, I feel like in the playoffs, has the game where everyone looks at that game and that's like that's that team's identity. For Buffalo, it's going in the Foxborough. It's beating Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. Or, sorry, Sunday Night Football. It's be, it's killing the Dolphins Week 17. Josh Allen's played out of his head. But with Washington, I feel like their identity is that defense that win in Pittsburgh somehow upsetting Big Ben. I just see – I don't know. I just feel like there's going to be some sort of upset this weekend. And for some reason, I totally could see the Washington football team walking out of that game with a win. I could see that as well. Moving on from the NFC back over to the AFC, one other game I want to talk about is the Baltimore Ravens and Tennessee Titans. Two of the teams that were 10-5 and five going into Week 17 that looked out, um, Tennessee beating Houston, um, Baltimore pounding Cincinnati. Who do you got taking this game? I got, I got the Ravens. Um, you know, last year they got bounced in the, first round, the second round being the number one seed. Um, personally, I Baltimore is like that uh, team that will, you know, come out of the dust and surprise teams. And you can't sleep on Baltimore. You know, they got Lamar Jackson. He has that run and he has, he has that run threat. And um, realistically, the Titans lost to the Browns by a significant number. And Baltimore barely beat the Browns. And really, the Ravens should – Titans don't really defend the run that well because the Browns put so much, you know, yardage on the ground versus the Titans. How can they, like, keep track of Lamar Jackson if he's just going to run all over the field? I, I got Baltimore in a landslide. I – Go ahead, Ryan. I think back to last year, and I think what team was it that bounced those Ravens out of the playoffs? It was the Tennessee Titans. Oh, it was the Titans, yeah. This team almost beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game as well. And you cannot forget that Lamar Jackson does not have the greatest track record in the playoffs. He's not so far. So far, he has not been a very good playoff player. But that team is still very good. Their defense is good. Um, they have a good run game usually. And obviously Lamar Jackson's a great help to that. But the Titans are, I think, a very well-rounded team in the sense that they kind of like play as one. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it. But they're like, I don't know. I, I see the Titans probably upsetting the Ravens again. I want to go back to that comment I made a few minutes ago about each team having an identity. I feel like Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens' identity, especially in the second half of the year, was COVID. That They had that COVID outbreak right before playing Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving. That game got canceled three times. Then you had Poopgate against um, Cleveland. So Baltimore's identity, I feel like this year was COVID. Um, like Ryan said, Ryan, you literally stole the words out of my mouth. Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson does not have a good track record in the playoffs. Honestly, I've never seen the hype on Lamar Jackson 
since he came into the NFL, he had that MVP season through. He did phenomenal. I saw a stat today that he has like 40 touchdowns and no interceptions in the red zone. But Lamar Jackson, I really feel like Lamar Jackson is going to be outplayed by Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has a lot more weapons on offense than Lamar Jackson does. Baltimore's identity on offense is to pound the ball with Lamar Jackson and with J.K. Dobbins. Ryan Tannehill, he showed it against Buffalo. He can sling the ball every which way, or he can also hand it off to Derrick Henry, who, by the way, is the eighth player ever in the NFL to rush for 2,000 yards. He's my MVP this year. Uh, I got uh, to take uh, Mr. Cheesehead, uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the guy is okay. The guy is like on the verge of end of his career here. Yes, man, he's that's. I was looking at some the other day. It was like his best kind of overall regular season statistics since his prime time, say around Super Bowl when the Packers won the Super Bowl. He's producing just as good as he was back then, and. I think the Packers will get a couple more years out of this guy. And personally, I think he deserves it. I mean, the guy worked his butt off. Packers are doing good. And that's just my viewpoint. The two teams that are the hottest teams in football, in my opinion, right now, are the Bills and the Packers. But the thing about the Packers that I feel like is going to turn a lot of heads about them is, yes, the playoffs are going through Lambeau, but they have that bye week, which would help – Rest the players, it rests Devontae Adams, rest Rodgers, rest Aaron Jones, uh, that offensive line. But also, it could kill momentum. We've seen this in the playoffs before with teams. We saw it with Baltimore last year. Baltimore had that momentum going to the playoffs. Then they get upset by Tennessee in the first round or in the divisional round. So I really think that Green Bay, well, they're an amazing team. The thing about Green Bay is they're going to be good for years. They got a really good quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Like Dawson, you said, he's got at least two more years in him. And think about who their backup is. Jordan Love, who impressed me a lot in in college. I think he's going to be a really good NFL quarterback. Yeah, Mr. Steele, uh, not so fast. Uh, teams coming into Lambeau, I've watched multiple teams. You know, the teams that are looking like – that are going to have to play in Lambeau, realistically, if Tampa Bay beats Washington, it'll be Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, they got sunny weather, 80, 90 degrees coming up there in the Lambeau. Snow, cold weather, 10 degrees. They're going to get – it ain't – the Packers have kind of an advantage. You know, teams come play them in frigid temperatures and – the only team that really knows how to play in that weather outdoors is the Green Bay Packers, and they're good at doing it. They can they can beat any team in any weather. They're used to it. Yeah, to add on to what Dawson was saying earlier about Aaron Rodgers, is like if you think about in the offseason last season, they were – Aaron thought they were going to be picking up more players like wide receivers, linemen to help him out on offense. And in reality, they kind of – picked his backup or his replacement in the draft so he I don't know if this is like him being motivated to like kind of be the big man on the team and carry the team because they're not that they don't have that great of a lineup other than him and Aaron Jones in my opinion and Devontae Adams um 
but I think he's like he's taken it upon himself to kind of take this team and really make them the number one seed in the NFC. And that's why I think he kind of, like Dawson was saying, he has the best stats that he's ever had since he w- was in the Super Bowl. And I just think it's like, in my opinion, it's not really negotiable. I think he's kind of like the set MVP, in my opinion. Yeah, the thing about the Green Bay Packers, going back to kind of the playoffs, the thing – now, I'm not trying to sit here and hate on the Packers. I know it sounds like that, but I respect the Packers. I respect Aaron Rodgers. He – 100% should be in the MVP race, even though I still think it should go to Derrick Henry because the man rushed for over 2,000 years. That's happened seven other times and over 100 years of football. That's happened seven times, eight including this year. So Aaron Rodgers playing out of his mind. The thing that kind of turns me off of the Packers the most is their wide receiver corner. They got Devontae Adams, and then who else? They have had injuries at the wide receiver wide receiver position, Alan Lazard had to go on IR. Um, Valdez Scantley had to go on IR for a little bit. They really don't. They got a usable tight end. They're like Buffalo. They got a usable tight end, but it's not an elite tight end. And I think that's something when you're talking about Rob Gronkowski, when you're talking about all these really good tight ends in the NFC and in the NFL in general, I just see Robert Tunyon being outplayed by a player like Gronk. Yeah, and you can't forget that their defense is also kind of lacking. They all year they have like had one of the worst passing defenses, and their rushing defense hasn't been much better. So I I don't know. I I really think though that like the majority of the team's success kind of goes to Aaron Rodgers, though. Yeah, moving on from the NFL, let's go talk about some college football playoffs. We got Alabama and Ohio State. Moving on to the national championship, everyone thought Ohio State was going to get crushed by Clemson, who crushed Notre Dame. Ohio State, Dabo Sweeney himself said Ohio State and his books ranked number 11. That's the best best 11th ranked team I've seen in college football Um, playoffs. I think that Ohio State's going to win because Justin Fields has been playing really good. Well, not so fast. Uh, really, if you think about it, last year when Ohio State played Clemson, Ohio State was winning at halftime by a significant amount of points. And Justin Fields got hurt in the third quarter last year. And that's when Clemson started coming back. And they won. So Justin Fields played the whole game this year, and look what happened. They won. And – Realistically, yeah, there's all that stuff about, you know, oh, Ohio State shouldn't even been considered an amount of games, whatever. Well, it is what it is. They're probably one of the better teams. And, you know, looking at the final, Ohio State, Alabama, both teams are solid. It's going to be a back-and-forth football game. But Alabama has the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, announced on Tuesday. Uh, he's a wide receiver for Alabama. He's been – the game against Notre Dame, he averaged 18.6 yards per reception. So that's an additional almost 20 yards after reception. They have to contain him. And he had three receiving touchdowns. So he's like your, you know, your Swiss Army knife of the offense. You know, throw it to him. He'll definitely produce something. He has about 
mm, almost 1,700 yards this year under the Crimson Tide. Uh, that's outstanding. He has over 105 receptions. This guy is their main target. You got to contain him. If you can't, Alabama will find another way to burn you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like Devontae Smith is going to be the first wide receiver off the board. And the thing that's crazy about Devontae Smith, Dawson, you mentioned it, him winning the Heisman Trophy, he wasn't even in the conversation to start the football or to start college football this year. He wasn't even in the conversation. The man came out of nowhere this year to be one of the best wide receivers, not if the best wide receiver in football. But I got to agree with Claire. I feel like Ohio State riding such a high wave after – dare I say, upsetting Clemson. No one had them beating Clemson. I feel like if you look at previous national champions, it goes to the most complete team. Ohio State's got Justin Fields. They got Trey Sermon, who had a crazy good game against Northwestern, backed it up with over 100 rushing yards against Clemson. I feel like Ohio State's the more complete team this year. Now, hats off to Nick Saban for year in and year out having a really good team. I just got to give the credit to Ohio State this year. Yeah, and uh, to add on to you, Derek, they also got Chris Olave. They do. I forgot about him. The receiver? Yes. Derek, I'm going to take the opposite take on that. I think Alabama is the more complete team. If, if you start the quarterback position, you give that to Ohio State. Offensive line and running backs between Trey Sermon and Najee Harris, that can go either way. But the weapons on the offensive end for Alabama, if they get Jalen Waddle back, yes. I don't think the Ohio State cornerbacks yes. can cover these wide receivers. And if they can, they're going to need a safety over top. And now, and now you have Najee Harris with a one-on-one against the Ohio State linebacker. I see Najee Harris winning that nine times out of ten, and I see Alabama winning this game. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with Blake here. If you think about it, if you say – Ohio State's defense ignores, you know, Devontae Smith for, say, a couple minutes, boom, there's a touchdown right there. No-brainer. And like I said, Alabama will find a way to burn Ohio State on the ground or in the air. They can do both of those. No problem. I'm going to take Derek's side here. I think Ohio State – I do think Alabama – has the better um, weapons on offense, even though um, Ohio State has the better quarterback, better probably um, – and, well, not coaching. Uh, Alabama's got the better coaching, but they've ha- they have riding – like Derek said, they're riding a wave. Like these last few years, they've either been snubbed from the playoffs or they've been absolutely creamed in the first round. And I think Dabo saying that they were 11th is like lit a fire under this team, and they're kind of like just riding that that heat straight into this game. And I think teams that come into games like that have a lot better chance to win than teams that are always there in the championship, in the playoffs. Like, I don't know. I just feel like Ohio State can definitely catch Alabama off guard. Yeah, um, Blake and Dawson, I definitely hear what you're saying. And by the way, I think I'd give Alabama the better running back. Trey Sermon's just kind of – he's like Devontae Smith in my book. He's just kind of came out of nowhere where everyone knew Najee Harris's name coming into the season. Najee Harris is a really good running back. Not saying Trey Sermon isn't. But on paper, Alabama's the better team. But college football doesn't work like it does on paper. On paper – 
Clemson was the better team than Ohio State. Dabo Sweeney saying Ohio State in his book's 11th. Like Ryan said, it lit a fire on them. And I feel like they're just going to take the momentum and they're just going to keep running with it. They're going to pit the Big Ten on the map and they're going to prove that the Big Ten can play with these powerhouse teams. So moving on from that, I want um, to get your opinion on something. So we know that picks one through eight are set in, or sorry, one through 18 are set in stone. The Jacksonville Jaguars, New York Jets got the top two picks. Who do you think the Jaguars are going to take at number one? Do you think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence, or do you think they're going to switch it up and go Justin Fields now? Uh, I don't think you can – oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Blake. I want to hear what you want to say. I was going to say I don't think you can shy away from Trevor Lawrence after one game. And if you look at Justin Fields against Northwestern, that's a whole different quarterback than he was – against Clemson. So I would just stay with like, I feel like it's, it's more of a risk to go Justin Fields. Yeah. I kind of agree with you, Blake. If you think about it, well, Jacksonville still has an open head coaching position. So they're not going to finalize, you know, who, what position they're going to target until that new head coach comes in. Cause he might have a different philosophy than what, you know, higher ups at the Jaguars have, but realistically, if I had to be smart, and if I was the Jacksonville Jaguars, i definitely pick Trevor Lawrence because, well, Justin Fields is injury-prone. He's had injury problems before. <laughs> so you don't want to take him, throw him out there in his first NFL game, then get him hurt. And then he's out for, you know, who knows how long. And then you're out of the playoff picture again. And that's happened with uh, Joe Burrow. You know, he got hurt. And – they were on kind of a rebound, and then he got hurt, and then they're down under again. And realistically, I mean, you got five good, solid quarterbacks this year in the draft. Really, it can go any way. It just depends on the type of head coach you get. Now, there's no guarantee on who the Jets pick at number two. We're sitting here and we're assuming, okay, they'll go Fields or Lawrence, whatever one the Jaguars don't pick. But there's some really good O-linemen. There's Devontae Smith. There's um, the wide receiver out of LSU. I can't think of his name right now. Um, it really depends on, Dawson, what you said, the new coach at the Jets, what his philosophy is going to be. If you feel like If he feels like he can turn around Sam Darnold's career. Now, the Jets said that they're going to have a big trade coming in the offseason. Does that mean they're going to trade the number two pick and trade down? Or does that mean they're going to trade Sam Darnold and take a quarterback in the number two spot? But if I'm the Jaguars sitting at one, I feel like Trevor Lawrence has been able to show that consistency in his career at Clemson. He's Now, he's never won a Heisman, but... I feel like he's a finalist for the Heisman every year he's been at Clemson, where Justin Fields, he had a good uh, sophomore year, but he really didn't do anything his freshman year. And then we all know what he did against Clemson and what he did in his junior year and limited playing time. So if I'm the Jaguars, I go, I go um, Trevor Lawrence, and then the Jets, it'll all depend on what the new head coach wants to do and the new GM wants to do. So it sounds like that's about all we got to say. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining me here. Any last comments? No, thanks for having us, Derek. So that's about all I got to say. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheap Seats. We'll see you in a couple weeks.